Blog Talk Radio. That's right, welcome everybody to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want. A sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. Hey, kitties. What's up? We're back. It's the What's Brewing and Football Show. We used to be on two Wednesday nights here on this glorious thing that we call the Vlog Talk Radio. But we're back. It's been about two years since I personally did a show. My name is George Brew, your humble host. And we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Me and the Sanborn will be here momentarily. Of course, we have, it's been two years. <laughs> we got to figure out how the Vlog Talk Radio works again. Uh, just when I thought I knew everything about it. New switchboard, new this, new that, new single thingies. And I just can't figure out how the hell to work it. But Brian will be here with us soon. If you haven't listened to the What's Brewing Network ever, shame on you. If you're new to Block Talk Radio and you, you know, never heard of us and you're just seeing us pop up and like, What's Brewing in Football? What the hell is this? Some new show or something? No, we were here. We just got tired of dealing with everybody. So we're back. Of course, you know, nothing works here. Uh, yeah, let me give you the new number. It's been a while. I mean, that's how long it's been, and I have to figure out what the new number is. Uh Let's see here. Okay, this is the whole thing. It's all new stuff to us. Okay. Number to call in, 773-897-6424. The great Sambone. Be joining us momentarily because, of course, I gave him the old number because, hell, it's the one I know. So bear with us. Phone calls. We will take them all night long. Two hours we're here. Two hours we're here. The great Jim Hagel will join us in a little bit from now as we welcome the co-host of the new What's Brewing, Mr. Brian Sanborn. Sir, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, George. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good. But see, Brian, here's the thing. I, I, I didn't know if the person would join us originally at first. Since it's the first What's Brewing back. And this person yeah. promised me if I ever did the show again, he would be the first one to call in and be our first guest. Nice. I think Jim Hay has to join us. Checking in on the original Sinsider What's Brewing hotline, the man who has too many jobs to mention. But I will mention that he is a best-selling author in Italy, which is like having a girlfriend in Vancouver named Alberta Wright, guys, the one, the only Jim Haig. 
That's me. Although I, have you although made I that? don't have as many, I don't have as many jobs as I used to. So we gotta, we gotta cut that one out. But other than that, everything else is, everything else is the same. Jim, being you means you have too many jobs. It does. Well, yeah. I mean, you yourself is a job in itself. You have to buy a new uh, car okay. now. Okay. <laughs> I gotta buy a car. That's right. I gotta buy a car. I just got done writing a high school basketball game that was pretty exciting, to be honest with you, for Morris County standpoint, and uh, uh, it was won at the buzzer, so that was good. Mm-hmm. That's always uh, good. I got to see, uh, you know, highlights of the Rangers losing seven to six, which is just almost an amazing uh, final score. I can't understand it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, how in the world the Rangers lose seven six? You know, like it's, it's not baseball. You know, Cowboys, hey, Cowboys, seven, you know. Lions, part three, uh, a couple weeks late. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know what those I mean? I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, so these are all important things that happen. Yeah. But if you really think about it, like you had a game last night in the NHL, Washington Pitts in Pittsburgh is eight seven. Thank God, goal scoring is back. Yeah. You know, maybe, uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't, Dallas. There's no way in the world I like those games. No way. No way. I know maybe some I of mean, fan, maybe some of the fans like them, but I don't like them at all. So. You know, I, I realized this because I was. By the way, on by the, the way, congratulate. Yeah. I just want to before I go further. Congratulations on the jo- the show coming back, and number one, and congratulations on your first show as a married man. <laughs> Oh my God! I've already been oh, told right. four times. I've already gotten told, "Don't be too loud," since we, you know, <laughs> I'm married now. Ah, I could so I change. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't start the show like Mad Dog, you know, just firing out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations oh, man, on, awesome. on both, on both, uh, on both counts. You we, know, you know and thing. the funny thing is, Jimmy. I mean, how long have I been talking to you about doing it again? All right, I'm like, oh, I got the itch. I want to do it again. And now that I'm laid up, me and Brian were talking the other night. And he goes, yeah. And I said to Brian, and Brian says to me, goes, you know, a couple weeks ago, he goes, you know, I'm really, I want to start doing oh. the show again. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> what, what, what is that? we can do this together. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm watching okay. the end of a hockey game here. My apologies. Oh, it's okay. Which hockey game is he better? Uh, Buffalo. Probably. How is that not? Oh, man. Let's see. You know. You heard about the ridiculous news of the day, right? The fact that the Islanders fired Jack Capuano today. Can you comprehend that? Can you comprehend that the Islanders did they just shut out Boston the other day? Yeah, yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. Yeah. You fire your coach after shutting out a team. First time they, um, first time the first time the Islanders ever shut out Boston in their existence. Which is Imagine like 40, even when they were years. good. Wow. That's, that's and then they go and turn around and fire the fire Capuano. But that was Doug Wade. Is it Jack Capuano's fault that his general managers fault his general managers are horrendous GM? Oh, by the way, you know, do you know what spells tank? Time to tank? When you lose to Toronto multiple times. Sabres sell off. That's it. 
<laughs> you lose to Toronto a few times. That's it. I'm done. That, that, that's okay. it. Kind of over the um, edge, but that's all. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to go on a, on a rant about that right now. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, let me start off asking you this. Sure. You've been in a plethora of NFL locker rooms post-game, right? Plethora. Calling another team a bunch of assholes, that's kind of like low on the PC police crimes, right? Um, yeah, I would say it is, you know, and especially because I think he knew that Antonio Brown was taping him for that, uh, for that blog that he does on Yahoo. So I think that Tomlin knew that he was being recorded, and then he, he, went, and said, he went and said it anyway. So... So, now, so if you're thinking he knew, and then he comes out today, today's just lip service? Well, what did he say today? I don't even know what he said today. He said today that he's a role model. Wait, hold on. I, I, I don't have the laugh button right in front of me. Je, um, Mike Tomlin's a role model, and he embraces it, and that Antonio Brown should not have been doing anything on the Facebook after the game. Well, he had a and, that he, and, he, and he called them selfish. And he called them selfish. He, he had a contract. He had a contract. Well, he, it, he, it, 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 if he doesn't want anything on Facebook, doesn't that fall on the team policy of what they're enforcing and what they're not enforcing? The team allowed it to happen last week. Doesn't like yeah, the so league say they allowed it last week? It wasn't a problem last week, and now it's a problem? Yeah. I mean, is it a problem this week because he called the Patriots a bunch of assholes? Which I know, Jimmy, is yeah. your favorite thing that's ever been said about the Patriots. Oh, uh, no, that's, 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 that's actually a compliment. <laughs> Brian, you think you hate the Patriots? Uh, Do I hate the Patriots? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> probably you think you're the, he's a Bills fan, Jimmy. He gets I, I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually going with reverse psychology. I'm rooting for the Patriots now to see if it just <laughs> forces one of those guys. What, just say Bill, maybe Bill just lays. I say, you know what? I'm done. I, I I'm gonna. Oh retire. man, like no. just I, I, what? What other play do we have? I mean, I have nothing left. No, but, you wait for them. To, have, you wait for them to get. You wait for them to get in the grandest stage of all, and then you see them choke. And you hire a Manning nice. to play, <laughs> which my wife is like. I can hear, I can hear my wife from the other side of the house laughing as soon as I said hire a Manning. Um, oh, okay. Here's another thing that uh, that comes up. Me and Brian were talking about this before, and I want your because you guys both have teams that fired their coaches. I, I watch this every year in the NFL draft, and every year. There's a position that's kind of thin, but not super thin. And one team goes and says, I'm going to draft, let's say, a tight end. Grabs a tight end. And the next thing you see is out of the next 20 picks in the draft are all There's a run on tight ends. There's a run run on tight tight ends, yeah. Yeah. Why is it that NFL owners don't sit there and say, why hasn't the NFL done that? You can't make – like baseball. You're really – it's kind of frowned upon that you're making 
man, managerial moves until, you know, the day after the World Series, two days after. If the NFL has all these safeguards in place, by the way, what happened to the Rooney rule? There's another question I'll have for you after I bring this up. Mm-hmm. But the NFL has so many protections in. You know, guys can't interview for jobs while they're still coaching, which is a good one. But then why not say yep. to give those guys a legit opportunity to get a job? Not to say that I'm not happy that Josh and Matt Patricia are still in New England. But to say you can't hire a coach until after the Senior Bowl or after the Super Bowl. Give these guys who are coaching very good teams a very good opportunity to get a job so that we don't have to see the San Francisco 49ers hired, fired another coach this year. The, the Bills have fired another coach this year. The Rams have fired another coach this year. Blah, 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 blah. Why can't we get to that point? Yeah. Or do I make too much sense? No, you're, you're, you're right on the button. You're right on the button now. Is there any way they can do this? Though? Like, what happened to the but only, Rams? Only, only, only the Rams fire a coach, after, like, three weeks after they give him an extension. That, I thought, was pretty funny. That was great. And then they fired him right before he could, he could set the all-time record for most losses for a head coach. I'm telling you, yeah. somebody else should have fought, I, fired their coach and hired Jeff Fisher as an interim just to get that. Just, just so he can get that record. Don't give, don't give the Bills any ideas, George. Mm. <laughs> now, I was thinking the Jets. Speaking of it, how do the well, Jets still have yeah, a coach? Probably. Well, you know, listen, you know, the thing about Bowles is, I mean, let's be honest. He wasn't dealt the gray hand this year. I mean, he doesn't you know, matter. Last he's year he's still awful. Games. He's still dreadful. Uh, oh, God. Dreadful. But, you know, he, you know, here's, the th- yeah, here's the thing, though. I mean, the Bills change. You know, it, they've missed the playoffs now 17 years. They've had 11 offensive coordinators. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, I, I, up there. I had a point. They, they, have, they have fired two offensive coordinators after week two of the, first, of the, of the of two different seasons. Yeah. I so still don't it's like that move. At, at some point, what? Where do you draw the line and say, you know, it's not the coaching is not the issue with the Jets, in my opinion. <laughs> I, you don't I, think the coach? Think you don't think the coach Jets. is the issue this year? Oh God, it was. Oh, it was clearly the issue. Right you, 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 re- you ready? For, you ready for I, this? You know, you know how it's an issue when he's losing forty-one nothing to the Patriots and, and he elects to kick a field goal. When he's losing thirty-six thirteen to the to the Dolphins, and he elects to kick a field goal, what are you doing? What are you doing? I have a problem. Oh, I, I, you know oh listen, I'm not going to sit here and disagree that, that, that he's part of the problem. It's just, I mean, my team does the same thing. They they keep changing coaches, they keep changing GMs, but then if you look deeper, the the issues run deeper than that. See, here's I think my the Jets and the Bills have a true direction at the top. They don't have a true president or someone running the whole show to really run this, to run the football operations. Jimmy, you want to know what my problem with the kicking the field goal down 41 nothing was? Because it's embarrassing. No, it's the equivalent of laying down a bunt in a no-hitter to me. No, not the same thing. Not the same thing. No, because shutouts in the NFL are so rare. It's not the same thing at all. They're not, no hitters are, no hitters are historic. No hitters are historic. Shutouts aren't historic. 
And you, you remember, and you remember who pitched a no hitter for months, for years and years and years. You know, Todd Bowles had a um, fantasy matchup with the other guy in New England's defense. <laughs> <laughs> That means that would mean that Todd Bowles would have to know what fantasy is. <laughs> no, he is a fantasy. He's an NFL head coach. He's living his fantasy. Yeah, especially because he's a boy. He's a boy from Elizabeth, who's uh, an NFL head coach. <laughs> yeah, that makes it even more rare. Day. But see, when I see <laughs> Todd Bowles, the first thing I see is Bubba Gump. I'm just waiting for him to start in these press conferences listing enough ways to boil shrimp. Yeah, it's that's just the, the way. It yeah, is. He doesn't have the upper lip, though. You know, like he, he might be like a, his, he his, might his, be his bottom lip protrudes more than his upper lip. He doesn't have that. <laughs> he kind of has that, might especially when he's losing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you know who he reminds me of? Ray Hanley. When? How, how bad can this end? Oh, um, Ray Hanley. Oh. Well, Todd, there's one thing that, that you, you would know that's not going to happen that happened to Todd uh, to Ray Hanley is that Todd Bowles is not going to get called with a hooker in Baltimore. So we know that. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know, ask it, for, ask it for a half and half, you know. Well, you know, bringing it back to God, I can't believe Ray, Han- Ray Hanley makes his appearance on the show for the first time ever. That's um, congratulations. Me, other than me, I had you know what, I've probably done it before. <laughs> Yeah, that, I definitely – Donald Trump becoming president before that, yeah. But I think I've yeah, heard about wow. Hanley before. Um, but in Hanley's case, I watched this documentary on Showtime about Lawrence Taylor, and he basically said after Parcells left, he quit. And is it that nobody watched Showtime Sports or Showtime at all, that that didn't become a huge story? That what that they that Ray Hanley said that LT quit. No, that LT said LT basically played three more years, but should have retired after Parcells because he didn't have any love for the game anymore, and he quit on them. Oh, okay, okay. To me, that's the most outside of the fact that you know they really protected him with his drugs and stuff. That that kind Big of was, like, stood out Big to me. And, yeah. In this, in this day and age, could LT have survived? No. Uh, no. 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 He would have been cut immediately, and, and and I don't know whether or not somebody would have picked him up because he had so many chances. You know, so you know he would have I mean, been cut. Would, you know, like, I, I, just I, I, think, I, about I, think about the suspensions. Yeah, you know, he would have been out. Alone. He would have been suspended. He would have been suspended for oh, yeah. like for life. You know, like one of those life jobs, you know, like uh, like Alden Smith, who was suspended for life, but yet he's applying to get back in. I guess life only lasts one for one year. You know? It does. Pete Rose applies yeah. every year for reinstatement. Yep. <laughs> but he doesn't get it, though, does he? Uh, no, because well, nobody has the stones. Charles Manson applies for parole every year. He don't get it either. So. Well, I, I, I mean, honestly, this commissioner, this commissioner may may do it. I don't know why. I just have a feeling he might. No, no commissioner will ever do it because it, so it, would piss on, it, it would piss on GMI. Let's say, I, I agree. I just think he's closer. I think he's closer. Uh, to I think he's closer he, again until, until he until he sits up 
and and has a press conference or he says it on national television and admits that he bet on baseball and that he bet on the Reds and until he met until he admits that in front of a, a camera with millions of people watching he is not going to be allowed to get into the Hall of Fame now mind you to pull his, allowed he could do a Jason Giambi that's that's not going to happen i mean you know do you think anybody's going to yeah. hire him for a job in baseball? No, he's not. He's done no. that. But the you one know, thing he may be fighting in, for is his legacy I, I in the Hall saying, of Fame. Yeah. And I don't think he, right now, I don't know whether or not he cares. Because he goes to yeah. Cooperstown every year and sets up a, a, a souvenir set and sits there and signs autographs and says, okay, yep. I, I just made, you know, it's funny. he counts all the money. It's I funny made, you mention that. I made $600 and okay. I just made six hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Teletrack in Albany and I'm going to go gamble it. You know, that's... Yeah, two two months ago, I saw him. I was in between the Palazzo and the Venetian in Vegas, and they have this little sports collectible place. And he walked by, and, and there's Pete Rose just sitting there. I'm literally like so close to him. And I'm like, oh, you want to go get an autograph of Pete Rose? And I saw the prices. I was like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, up. like <laughs> it's in a place just, like that. You know, must be like one hundred fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah, I mean it was cool. Bucks Rose, Rose, he's an all time great, but at the same time, I just I would rather just met him and talk to him. I didn't need an autograph. You know, but it was just uh, that's exactly right. It's what he does, and isn't it? Isn't he? Is it almost better he doesn't make the Hall of Fame for his legacy <laughs> in a weird way? No. No, 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 no. See, to me, uh, he, and here's the he, other thing: he, he should be a Hall of Fame. He should be a Hall of Famer, and it's a disgrace he's not, because it should be what he did on the field it has nothing to do with. Sure. Yeah. For example, and I'm going to use the prime example: um, if they haven't done anything to take O.J. Simpson's bust out of Canton, then why in the world do they do they go out of their way to uh, keep Pete Rose out of the Baseball Hall of Fame? And, and, I mean, I can, and uh, I'll give you which, one which crime why. was which which crime was a little bit worse than the other? What do you think? <laughs> betting on oh, betting on pro sports yeah. and not paying your income taxes, or butchering your wife? Which one's more? Which was a little bit? Uh, oh, yeah. Jimmy, you can't say that though because the PC police will come after us, and I can't take I can't deal with those snowflakes anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I Trust can't me, say what that OJ stuff. butchered his wife. Yeah, because he didn't do it according to the, you know, PC people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 This, just like this, yeah. this, this um, documentary that's been on the last three days, is O.J. innocent? And they're trying to put the blame oh, on, yeah. on Jason. Yeah, that's really happening. Jason got, Jason got that violently angry that he sliced that woman's head off and, and, and stabbed the other guy 27 times. Yeah, Jason did that. Why? For what was hey, the reason? Hey, oh, because he didn't Jimmy, like the way some... Nicole was treating his mother. Please, yeah. J- Jimmy, do yourself a favor. Just Google, um, and I'm sure because, you know, everything comes from China nowadays, um, that you can watch it or read it. The If I Did It book. He goes, oh, my he God. That's how he did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't pay a dime for it, but thanks to the oh, Chinese, God. everything's online. <laughs> oh God, that's just—I—I uh, I just can't comprehend. If uh, you know, uh, yes, I did it. Yeah, that's what it called it. Yeah. If I did it, unreal. Oh, if I did it. Oh, 
okay. What a crap. Yeah. yeah. My favorite is the chapter. Let me, wait, hold on, where is it? If I did it. Um, the, um, what do you call it? The chapter of the night, it's called the night in question. <laughs> the night, okay. The night in question. The night okay. in question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, OJ, you didn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Jimmy, who would you? But you, but you, but you know that there are a lot of African Americans who still believe he, he was innocent and was railroad, railroad, railroad. Well, those are the same people that think that our last president was one of the greatest ones ever. We won't get into that yeah. because we're not a political show, and there's enough of those on Black Talk Radio. Okay. I thought you were going to bring up the fact that he pardoned a war criminal today and a traitor to the country. But besides that, uh, <laughs> is the, does the war does the war criminal play for the New England Patriots? No, Aaron Hernandez is still in jail. Okay, well, that's good. We, we tried getting we tried getting him pardoned. Maybe Trump will do. Yeah, because because you know because Gronk is out and and. Martellus Bennett is hurt, so they really don't have a tight end to go into this game with on that. On hey, we got Matt Langle. Don't Matt Lingo? Matt Langle short. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't yeah. don't set Matt Langle short. Um, I'm going to send him short. Yeah. Jimmy, for a guy who covered like a bunch of high school kids in New Jersey, and the fact that most of them went to Rutgers, or some of them went to Rutgers, and are now playing for the Patriots, are you shocked at how good that Devin McCourty has become? Uh, no, I I I thought he was a pro. When I saw him in high school, I really did. I really did. You know, like I, I like when I, I when I saw Brian Cushing take over this game that I covered when he was a junior in high school, and I said, "He's an NFL player." You know, like no brainer. You know, he also had an um, NFL body. I, I also then. I I, thought, I told people three years ago that I thought Jabril Peppers could have played in the NFL three years ago, right out of high school. I thought he could have played like. He could have pulled an Iron Ed Haywood and just been right out of high school and went to uh, and went to the and went to the pros. So. Do you think we ever see a day where the NCAA model goes away, so that these kids can get paid before they go to college or before they go to the pros? Uh, no, 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 because there's too big of a discrepancy in the uh, incomes that. Big time schools get like Drew, like Duke, and like Kentucky, and like uh, well, I'm in Missouri. I'm in you know, yeah. All right, like, well, what's what's the eligibility rule in football? They got to wait three, three years, years after the high school graduation. Yeah, yeah. But see, I think that saves these kids' lives because I don't think at 18 you can go up against. You know, thirty-year-old men. No, you, you, yeah, you're risking your life at risk. You're taking your life into your own hands. Yeah. I mean, just because you haven't matured enough, and 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 there's so much money and there's so much access, going with the fact of the Lawrence Taylor. There's so much access to these guys that they, Will Hill, biggest dope we've yeah. ever met. I agree with you there. That's this one that you know. And, and notice how he and, and notice nobody signed him. Nobody signed him. He was a free agent. Well, it's because he was suspended for the year because he can't stop doing the league. Uh, that's true. So yeah, it, he, 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 does there ever be a day where like the NFL allows weed? 
or is that just opening uh, a slippery slope that they don't want to deal with? Uh, until it becomes legalized in another state that has a football franchise, then they're going to be uh, what they are, albeit on a very limited state. But well, I mean, isn't yeah, it kind I, of considered like alcohol? I mean, isn't it considered like alcohol? Like alcohol is legal. No, but no, you can't no, no. Show alcohol, up to work drunk. Yeah, but yeah, you can't show up to work drunk. But alcohol is totally more sociably accepted. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, in California they legalized it. So. Yeah, but I don't know uh, what that means for the teams I, here. I can't comprehend. Have... I don't know what the what the reactions are from fans out there. I would imagine is the the Saints fans, not the Saints fans, Forty Nineers fans are up in arms. Is that the case? That they legalized it <laughs> and repealed the the legal law. Holy God! <laughs> when you look at this San Diego situation, Jimmy, and the fact that they're going to be tenants to the Rams, so you're going to have the same thing that goes on here, you know, with the Giants and Jets. The fact they're moving into a 30,000-seat stadium for a year, and there's, they're not popular enough to maybe even fill that, so you're going to have a 30,000-seat stadium with empty seats, unless, like, New England comes in or Oakland comes in. How bad does this look on the NFL? Uh, yeah, no. A lot of them look atrocious on the NFL. A lot of them. Um, and the punishments that they that they levy look them, make them look imbecilic. So you know, this the, this whole latest thing with the with the with the Pittsburgh and and uh, and Cincinnati and, and New England and they're not doing anything about it and whatever. It just goes to show that the NFL is not the higher or almighty power that it used to be. So, and the TV oh, ratings are proving that as too. Yeah. Is that because of the commissioner and everybody's tired of controversy? Yeah, I think so. I, think everybody, I really think so. I think that's, I mean, that's go, a major part of it. I mean, the fact that the commissioner of a sport, I mean, as much as people in New York were not happy with Bud Selig post-Mitchell report, Yep. And he still had the the Stunads to show up in Yankee Stadium, knowing he would get booed. Gary Bettman, when he hands up the Stanley Cup, it's like death taxes and booing Gary now when he goes to yep. give out the cup, no matter where he is. Yep. The fact that Roger Goodell is so afraid to go to New England, does that say something to anybody that maybe the commissioner? Yeah, that says a lot, yeah. Yeah, that says. I think that says a lot too. No question. Does it, in your opinion, should he at least like show up in New England once? I don't know. Uh, I don't think on, he's going to. I don't think he's gonna. First of all, he's got to get uh, an invite to get a seat, and you know, Kraft is not gonna let him in the building, so that kills that idea. Um, Wait, he needs an invite to get a seat. Yes. Can't just walk. There's not like a commissioner's box. No. Uh, every team? I mean, the Devils have one for Gary Be- Butterman. No, they don't. He sits just, he, does, he, doesn't sit, he doesn't sit in the same seat when he goes to the Prudential Center. So he's, he's got to sit with whoever he's with. What's that? Oh, wow. I thought he had a box upstairs above the press box. No, no, no. 
Okay. Okay, that kills that idea. All right. Well, I I am very honored to have been your first phone-in guest. Um, and I, I, uh, I, I, uh, I wish you the best of luck in doing. Uh, I will be glad to be a phone and guest, and uh, whenever you need me to do it, George, I'll be glad to do it. And I, uh, I wish you the best. I wish you the best of luck in uh, in in doing it, because you know why? I think there's a purpose for it. I think you did a great job. I think you had great guests, and you know it's all right. So you laid up. So you laid up for a little bit. You know now you got a reason to do it. So. Do it. Yep. You know that's going to be a drop, right, Brian? It's going to What's go into that? the Bob Wolf category of when Bob Wolf like told me I asked great questions and that became a drop. Okay. Use it as a drop. All right, brother. Great talking <laughs> to you guys. Like you take care. Hey, take care, Jimmy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's a great Jim Hague. You know what? Speaking of the Bob Wolf drop, Brian, I think we have to play it since we're back. Sure. Let's do it. Hi, folks. I've just spent a delightful time chatting with George Brew on his What's Brewing show. Boy, this guy asks great questions. He's fun to talk to. Just wonderful to listen to him and to hear what he has to say. And you'll enjoy it, too. So make sure to listen to What's Brewing with George Brew. You'll find that it's a time of your life. See, Bob Wolf said that I'm the time of your life. Nice. Whenever anybody... Whenever anybody told me that I was not going to live up to anything, I'd just go back and listen to that. It's my ringtone. There you go. It's one of my ringtones. You know, Brian, we, we brought up it. Mike Tomlin and, and and his whole thing of, you know, going to New England. They're a bunch of assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have audio of what was played in, in Mike Tomlin's headsets the last time the Steelers played in New England. Oh. Do you want to hear it? Brady's in the gun. Bolton to his left. He's got the who man on the right wing with Dobson to the right. Collie and Tompkins left. Brady throws it to the end zone for Kenbrell. Tompkins leaping. He's got it! Touchdown! Kenbrell Tompkins! Brady's back! That's your quarterback! Hold off the building! <laughs> but you know, I go back to that fight. That was that was 2013, right? The Patriots, the Saints, and the great catch by Tompkins in the back of the end zone. Did you hear yeah. who the wide receivers in that game were? No, the Who Man, Kembrell Tompkins, Aaron Dobson, mm-hmm. and Austin Collie. Oh, man, <laughs> great catch. And you're telling me Tom Brady's not the greatest quarterback of all time? <laughs> well, <laughs> coupled okay. with Bill, yes. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You have you know, to, it's, it, it, I just think it's a combo platter. I really do. So it's the kind of BB wrong with platter? That, you know. There you the go. The BB platter. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, the double Bs. The double Bs. You know, Pittsburgh can have their killer bees. We have the we have our own, and I think ours are better. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I would agree. <laughs> you know, our our killer bees: uh, Bob, Bill, and Tommy. <laughs> Bob, Bill, and Brady. Yeah. Um, 
let's get into the weekend before we. Let's get into the weekend before we go forward because it's probably the best way to go. Yeah, sure. Saturday had laughers. I don't think anybody, except for like one Houston fan who probably was like, you know, bet his house that they would cover, was sitting there going, we got this. Does anybody else honestly see that game? Anybody else ever see that game in doubt for the Patriots? No, but I'll tell you what. All I kept thinking to myself is, you know, if Houston would have even had a Kirk Cousins, Tyron Taylor type quarterback, Mm -hmm. they could have won that game. I mean, I'm not saying they would have won the game. I'm saying that that game could have gotten really, really, really interesting if if Osweiler wasn't that awful like he was in that game. Now, granted, you know, Will Fuller didn't do many favors by dropping a touchdown pass, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a point in that game he had 27 attempts for, like, what, 110 yards? And that's just that's awful. <laughs> that is awful numbers. I mean, Bryce Petty had better numbers than that when he played New England in week 16, and Petty was knocked out of the I game agree. in the first quarter. Yeah, Osweiler, Osweiler is just – he is this era's version of Rob Johnson. He's a guy that, that no, lived we, off of, of a couple of games, and he was given a huge contract, and he's been a mitigated disaster. You know, Brian, it's funny, like, you, you bring up that, and it's like he said something before the game on the NFL Network, and he says, well, I learned a lot from Peyton Manning with when you play Tom Brady, that you can't go without yourself, you, can't, you have to slow the game down and all this crap. And I'm going mm-hmm. – and he's like, and then he said, I beat Tom Brady. And I was going, no, your defense beat Tom Brady. The fact that Gronk got knocked out of that game by T.J. Ward beat Tom Brady. You didn't beat Tom Brady. And and at the end of the day, the Patriots probably still should have won the NFC, the AFC Championship game last year if it wasn't for a missed kick. That being said, yeah. I mean, it was a toss-up game. That being said, Houston's going to lose Vince Wilfork. Jadavian Clowney finally sort of showed up in two games in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, he played better towards the end of the season, too. But when you look at a guy like Clowney, and, and I remember back in the original inception of the show, when we were talking about just his draft stock. And if you want to call in, 773-897-6424. Um, you look at his draft stock, and his draft stock was high because of one play. Because everybody in the Twitterverse, and it, I mean, this is Twitter in its heyday, I guess, in the mm-hmm. Twitterverse fell in love with him, and Facebook and social media fell in love with him because of one hit. And he did nothing his senior year of college. But he was still one hit, and everybody's like, well, he's great. Well, no, he's really not. Mm-hmm. But that team, yeah, I was, you know, I remember that. I remember that draft well. I mean, I know a lot of Bills fans wanted them to, to get Clowney, you know, to move all the way up to get him. And I just wasn't one of those guys. And it's funny. Do you know the Bills tried to trade up to number one instead of number four? But it still was to take Sammy Watkins. It was not to take Sammy Clowney. That's how high they were. At that time. But you know, Clowney. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Clowney needs. 
smells like a guy that could be a bust, you know, maybe a lazy player. Or is he a guy like Mario Williams who had a good start yeah. to the career? And then a lot of talent. You realize great flashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of talent, great flashes, but you know, not a great teammate. Not the best. Took some yeah. games off. Kind of similar. I mean, I never like to accuse an athlete of taking a game off unless it's really noticeable. But I always mm-hmm. thought Mario was a little. Let's say Lazic Fair. <laughs> Very blase in some games versus some other ones. When guys you... Guys never take games off. No. And a guy... And, and you know what? And they had a great guy in that defense. That was another guy who never took a game off. And kudos to him for having a great career. And I said this to you the other night. I think he's going to go to New England in the end and sign a one-day contract. That's been so far. Oh, listen, I mean, I, I was never crazy about him at some levels because of some of the plays he's done. But I can't deny he was not He was a great defensive back. You know, it, it, it's that time of year when guys start retiring and you start talking about Hall of Fame and stuff like that. And to me, as a Patriot fan, of course I'm going to say I want to see Vince Wilfork in there. I don't I think, think it's Vince Wilfork when he's eligible and who's eligible. You know? Sometimes that's but a big part of it, too. But with the NFL, where they have to have, where the Pro Football Hall of Fame says you have to have, like, seven guys inducted every year. I think that's ridiculous, that make, by the way. Does that make the NFL Hall of Fame, like, less prestigious? No, I think it's just your force. Well, it depends. I mean, depends. I still think it's a pretty elite group, though. I mean, if you really yeah. think about it. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle some of these quarterbacks <clears throat> going forward with all their inflated numbers. But they're playing to the rules that the NFL has now. No, I know, but if you compare Philip Rivers' numbers to Jim Kelly, Philip Rivers has better numbers across the board, but does that mean he was better than Jim Kelly? I'm going to say no. No. You know what I mean? Like, or um, – even guys like Dan, well, not so much Dan Marino, but, you know, there's a lot of guys like that in those days. I mean, even just the average quarterback, you know, they're going to pile up a ton of numbers when you compare them to some of the ones that got in. You're like, oh, yeah, they should get in. But to me, it's really just about the eye test. Did you dominate? How many times were you in the MVP race? You know, things yeah. like that. How many times were you at the top of your position? There's a lot of factors that go into it. According to people that vote for the NFL, the Pro Football Fame, the question that's asked in the room is, could you write the history of the NFL and not include and not include this person? And that's how they get in, which I think turns into Harry Carson was good. He was never great, but he was a media great guy, so they felt – 
Yeah, I never, I never like, thought Harry Carson was a Hall of Famer, personally. But I think it comes down to, and like when we were talking about the Hall of Fame, and, and, and it's that time of year. It's baseball's tomorrow night. Um, you know, football's in a couple weeks. Blah 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 blah. But you start to mm-hmm. look at it, and you start to talk about. You know, like, does Kurt Schilling get in? Probably not because he's a great postseason player. He's not a great regular season player. I think he should be. Take out two. I do. Take out two Super Bowls. Is he not even in there? Close. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, his numbers are not. No. Mm-mm. And the, the other thing, you know, will Kurt Schilling's – uh, political prowess no. keeps him out of the Hall of Fame, too. Yep. You don't think yep. so? No, I think it will. It will? Yeah. yeah. There's strong Definitely. opinions on that, on those kind of things, yeah. I, I, I think it could, too. Um, but to get away from that, because it just turns into shit that we don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um... Chris, I'm sitting here looking at stuff. Um, but, you, you know, you look at that Falcons game, and the Falcons didn't really impress me because Seattle was such a bad team on the road this year. Did a legion of boom at home and then a legion of boo on the road. But Pete Carroll <laughs> made some big boo-boos this week. How so? Well, one was coming on this end-of-the-season press conference saying, well, it was great that Richard played hurt all year. And everybody's going, wait, huh, what? He was never on an injury report. To the point where he says, oh, mm. well, my people are supposed to do it, and I thought they did. Okay, coach. Pete Carroll <laughs> had all his problems because of the, mm-hmm. the great NCAA term, Lack of institutional control. Right? Lack of institutional control. Does Do I dare say he has that in the NFL? The lack of mm. institutional control? Yeah. <laughs> because oh, to me, I don't. Mm-hmm. If, if you forget to do that, and you know yep. you're supposed to, then again, I'm a fan of the Patriots. We put guys on the injury report if they have a hangnail and make them questionable. Mm-hmm. We have 14 guys a week who are questionable. We all know that's bullshit. Yep. Yeah, I know. I never paid attention to the injury report. <laughs> I think the injury reports are a joke. They're for betters only. It's why when people get upset with hockey, I laugh. He's got an upper body. No shit. Yeah, why do they but have at to the end, For the betters. But the NFL wants nothing to do with gambling. You know, that whole thing. Oh, that old gag. Yeah, but they're moving to Las Vegas. But anyway. <clears throat> well, actually, that hurts them. Does it really, though? Because you've seen the NHL move there, 
and you have all the casinos buying the tickets up for their high rollers. I know Big Blue Travel, every time the Giants play in Arizona, part of that trip includes a couple of days in Vegas. I think, yeah, I think, I, you know, I think for the Raiders it's a bad move because you're going to lose the home field advantage that you have in Vegas. But could you imagine the NFL is going to put a Super Bowl in Vegas? Yeah, they are. Okay. You know, I, I, I got to tell you that this is the this is the funniest thing. You talk about home field. I think home field is really becoming a dying breed in sports, especially in some markets. The, the away fan is becoming more and more prevalent every year. It feels like, in my opinion, I it's think with just the, about. I think with the invent of places like and and I look and I can't complain because I love StubHub, but I think because mm-hmm. of places like StubHub. The ticket mm-hmm. exchange. Yep. The fact that these tickets have become so ridiculously overpriced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've told the story of the show a million times. My dad's a giant season ticket holder. Yep. To keep his tickets when they moved into the new building, he had to pay $5,000 a seat to keep his two tickets in the lower level. So you had to pay $5,000 oh, a seat. Wait, wait a minute. So you had to pay $5,000 a seat to keep the rights to the tickets? Yep. And the then you got to pay, pay hundred For the right to pay $120 a game for the tickets. That's insane. That's insanity. But... You know what, though? uh, They shouldn't even enforce scalping then if they're going to do that because basically the NFL scalp them right off the top of them anyway. But But see, this is where it comes down to, and this is what we were bringing up with the Chargers, with building stadiums. Mm hmm. If these teams are going to charge a per seat license like they are doing, Mm-hmm. then they should not be allowed to take taxpayer money because the whole idea of PSL started back in the 80s with the Dolphins. Okay. Where Wayne Huizenga said to all these business people, or no, Joe Robbie did, to all these people, mm-hmm. if you buy, if you prepay your tickets, if you buy in in a PSL, you are guaranteed a chance to get Super Bowl tickets. Okay. And people did it. And everybody says, oh, look, man, this is an easy way to make money. Well, that's how you should be paying for your stadium. I agree. Especially in a market like San Diego, like, you know, Oakland, where you know the NFL is going to want to put a Super Bowl there. Oh, yeah. You're so telling me the Diego. NFL doesn't want to put a Super Bowl in Oakland? They had great mm, success with mm. San Francisco. Okay, it's San Francisco. No, it's really, it's really San Francisco, to be honest. Yeah. 
But still, it's still that area. Yes, the Bay Area. And you know, people... Because I I don't know many people that are fawning to go to Tampa. But when the Super Bowl is there, people figure it out, and guess where they go? I've said this a million times. There's no reason why the Lightning and the Tampa Bay Lightning should ever not have a home game on the weekend. Because all you have to do is say, hey, honey, we could go to Disney World with the kids, but we could also go see this our, our team play in Tampa. Okay, it's a two-hour drive. Yeah, yeah I, I would say that. I mean, I don't think – I got to think San Diego is a more desirable Super Bowl place in L.A. I would think so. I, you know, here's my LA favorite part. Overcra- L.A. is crowded. It's, it's just – it's going to be traffic. It's going to be – it's not going to be pleasant for people. Like, Indi- places like San Diego and Indianapolis are great Super Bowl cities. Yeah. Like, San Diego downtown is a beautiful place. I don't know if you've ever been there. But no. it's it's a beautiful like, – if you put a – if you put a um, a stadium downtown San Diego, that would be a great setup of Super Bowl. You know, where and here's you know, the thing. kind of like Indianapolis or, you know, there's certain cities like of that size that would, would be perfect. You know, here's what I question. Do you think when the NFL put the extra team in Florida, they screwed up by putting it in Jacksonville and not Orlando? I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about the Orlando market to really comment on it. But Again, this kind of gets to what you're saying, though, and I think I know where you're going to go with this, is that if you put it in Orlando, people at Disney are going to go see the games. Uh-huh. People from Disney that visit. And, and this is why I'm telling you, people that don't think the L.A. Chargers are going to work are, are kidding themselves because it is going to work, and it's going to work soundly because it's not about – this is what's happened here in California – Actually, even with, well, not so much with the Rams, but even more with the Chargers. Their fans really don't matter. They don't care if they show up, Georgia. Yeah. New England has several bars in Southern California. I went to one this whole year. Our, <laughs> our other Buffalo Bills bar, George, where, our mm-hmm. restaurant where we have our club, was being rebuilt. So we went to an Irish place in Orange County. They were at the Patriot place. But they gave us a sliver of the place, so we shared the place, right? There's and they, yeah. I was talking to the guys and they were great. They were really great. I mean, we had a good time. So, and they said that you know there's there's at least five or six more in Southern California. That that's just in our counties, right? I mean, there's there's four Bills backer bars. We're talking about the Bills here, George. We haven't even gotten to Pittsburgh. We haven't gotten to the Giants. We haven't gotten to any of these things. What, I'm telling you, when I went to Bills Rams, sec, this is George. The Rams were three and one. Okay, mm-hmm. they were three and one. It was a it was a beautiful ninety degree day. It was gorgeous weather. That place was mm-hmm. over half Bills fans. It was I even the, even the players like Stephon Gilmore were tweeting. I can't believe how many Bills fans at this game. They couldn't get over it. That's who's gonna. There's more Bills fans at that game than there's, there was at home. Well, now, well, yeah, but there's 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 so many transient fans here, and they have money. That's the difference. Buffalo fan in Buffalo doesn't make much money. Buffalo fan in LA that makes almost six figures has money to go to the games. That's the yeah. difference. 
and you'll get just enough people interested in L.A., the Chargers, just to keep them honest. And they're going to bring in the TV money. There you go. Problem solved. It's not going to be a problem. The NFL is so much bigger now than when the Rams won the 95. Because it's not just about you and me, George. There's, mm-hmm. there's the, the female fans exploded since they thought, right? So mm-hmm. it, it goes way beyond, you know, like, you know, come back to spin back to Orlando. I get where you're going. I mean, but I don't know if that's enough. You know, because you're kind of going there for Disney, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're bringing your family, and you really want to bring kids, very kid friendly. Like, are you going to really want to bring kids to an NFL game? <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying. And, and, and here's why I bring up the Disney thing. You know, I have friends, I used to work for Disney, I have friends that still live down there. I've already mm-hmm. talked to my wife and said to her, that I'm going to try to sneak down. Hopefully, you know, they're playing on Sunday. But I'm going to try to sneak down when the Patriots play in Tampa next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if it's just for the game and I come home. Not to go to the – but yeah. it's two hours from Orlando. Yeah, it is. Not around the corner. I think the, the Jacksonville – I mean, let's be honest. What's the biggest problem with Jacksonville? Is it, is it really the fans or is it just the performance of the team? Like, how were they drawing when they first got there? Like, when it... Yeah. I mean, were they selling yeah. out? I, I don't remember. I'm just – I'm asking more as an informational thing. Than... I don't know. I don't remember. But then again, you know, even Jacksonville got a Super Bowl. Of course, everybody remembers that game for more than, you yeah. know, <laughs> because there was puking on There was a Patriots. Um, oh, was that the one? Eagles. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Jeez. Oh, by the way, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn had an introductory press conference today, and he goes, and he he slipped and he almost said San Diego Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> what a great first impression! You moved to LA. <laughs> Your first coach still referencing San Diego, and they still yeah, did the press conference at the at the soccer stadium. <laughs> See, I go to that whole thing, right? With with that move, and and you saw the fans last week, you know, creating shirts that said "lame" and you know everything. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's your fault. I never feel bad for fans when their team moves. Mm, let's see, I, I disagree with you on that. And here's what, no, but fine, this is why I say that. Those people in San Diego don't support the team. Right? Or they show, support them enough yes, to show them. But we were talking about it yeah. before. So like you were telling me before about the Patriots, like about the Bills in, in L.A. A couple years ago, the Patriots were out there for a Sunday night football game. And the stadium was two-thirds Patriots fans. So when your stadium is two-thirds Patriots fans. Mm -hmm. You know, don't come out and cry. I remember when, 
when San Diego was really good about seven or eight years ago, that, that city was really into the dark. I, I think I just think San Diego is a lot like a lot of cities. I mean, they're pretty. If you win, yeah. Especially out here out west, George, it's the only team that I really feel sells consistent tickets here is the Lakers because the Lakers are the Lakers, and that's just what the Lakers is, are a right? brand. Uh, yeah, the Lakers are a global iconic. I mean, people travel all over to the like. I mean, that's just the way it is. If you're, I mean, if you're a celebrity and you come to L.A., you're going to probably pop into the Lakers game if you're going home. So if, but, you know, if the teams don't win here, there's so many other, so many other options. But, that's, you know, but it's see, just, that's just like New York, though. Yeah, like, you, go, you look at a Giant game. No, but there's so much stuff to do in New York. And the fact that New York has, what, ten teams now? Nine? Yeah, ten, depending on if you count soccer. I think St. Louis had a pretty good fan base. Uh, I think St. Louis had a pretty good fan base. I don't think it was intense, but I think it was good enough. Well, here's my point. I think it was good enough to find a way to keep a team in San Diego. San Diego is, what, ninth, tenth biggest city in the country? Mm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very, it's mil- it's very transplant, it's very military. It is. It is very military, but it's but it's also been that the team's been there for fifty six years. To me, I believe that a guy like Tagli Vu would have found a way to keep the team in San Diego. And to still make Spanos a lot of money. And he would also secure his legacy in San Diego. But now he's gonna kinda of go by the Arthur Melway side. You better be ready to accept that. That's all I'm gonna tell. Yeah. And I go to the thing with Spanos, and, I, and this is where I go back to the thing with the fans. If you're an NFL owner, you automatically make money. You're making money. You're not, nobody's going to the poorhouse owning an NFL franchise. Yep. Right? Agree. Why on God's green earth wouldn't you start looking at your fans and saying, okay, the city doesn't want to build this stadium, even though they did build one for the baseball team. We're going to start selling PSLs to get to the point where we can pay for the stadium ourselves. The NFL gives you $500 million for a stadium. You see, that's the part that we get. You you tell me Spanos cannot find another investor to keep the team to build a stadium there? But do you really even need an investor in the NFL? But it makes it easier. I mean, if, if the goal is on record to say that Jeremy Jacobs is probably the investor, yeah. but they'll have to build a new stadium, you, it's not a problem. I mean, you can find people to make that their stadium at all. I mean, with, with then, naming rights, with – look, if you build the stadium yourself, like, here's the perfect example. We and you talked about this. Yeah, Robert Kraft built the stadium by himself, didn't he? Right? The Patriots build the stadium themselves. They're not indebted to anybody yeah. else. So when you go like into that. the Patriots pro shop and you buy a football, you buy a Tom Brady jersey, it's 100 bucks. You go to the Olympia Sports that's in Patriot Place, it's 100 bucks. Who are you buying it from? You're buying it from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. 
there's no reason not to. It's not like you're sitting there saying, I'm at a giant game and the jersey's 120. If you go to a giant game, a jersey's $125. You're going to go to Models or Sports Authority or Dick's to spend 100 bucks. Yep. But this is all off-season stuff. We'll we'll get into this more. Yep. Um, I agree. I mean, we could go on a tangent on that. <laughs> we could. This could be an entire show. You know what? This could be the entire show leading into the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or two weeks after, depending on if the Patriots hey, lose. 50% off merchandise on the billstore.com. Yeah. Another thing. See now you bring up. I The Patriots Pro Shop has a guarantee that if the guy, if you buy a jersey and the guy's not on the team next year, they give you fifty percent off next year's jersey. <laughs> the the Bills can't do that because they turn over the roster too much. Uh, but going into the other idiot thing that Pete Carroll said that before we lost our tangent. Because, you know, the greatest team, the greatest fans in the league, you know, the 12th fans. If the Seahawks had played the home, played at home against the Falcons, they would have won. Yeah, see, Pete, that's because the game's called differently at home for you, you dope. And you know what? You pissed that opportunity away. You got blown out by Arizona late. You tied them. You're the reason why you're in the position you were. You lay, you made the bed you laid in, or you laid yeah. the, you laid in the bed that you made for yourself. Russell Wilson was god awful this year. You didn't have a backup running. You didn't have a running back to replace Marshawn Lynch after you forced him out. Jimmy Your wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. You know you got you know you got Earl Thomas is in there telling you that he's thinking about retiring. And then he starts running his mouth against Tom Brady. He actually said, Earl Tom, like, the, the Seattle Seahawks could be our entire show of stupidity. Oh, yeah. Stupid things that people say. Earl Tom, read coming out saying, well, Tom Brady played, if he played in the NFC West, really? You would never win in that division if Braille Chuck and Brady were there. Because they out everything you. Yeah, yeah they're not afraid of you. The Patriots are 3 and 1, too. The Bills and Patriots tied for the NFC West Championship this year. Hey, there we go. You know what? You want to make the NFL more entertaining? Get rid of the division. Let's go to college. <laughs> Let's go to college route. Let's have a playoff system. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, because you guys would actually make the playoffs. Um, or at least the bowl. Uh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> and then you, I mean, then you look at Sunday's games, and and how can you start talking about Sunday without saying this? The Ivy League ginger has still yet to figure out clock management. 
Cowboys had three injured. losses this year. Yeah. Ivy League's injured. Thank you, Shane Irving. Oh, uh, um, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> were you screaming for a run on that third down? I don't understand. And, and I said this to my wife. Yeah. My, we were talking – no, not even the running that play. Here's my problem with the entire Cowboys drive that led to them tying the game. You cross midfield. You have a timeout in your back pocket. I understand that you want to use the timeout to set up a kick. I get that part of it. You cross midfield. There's a minute left in the game. And you clock it to put yourself in two downs. I agree. It was hard. It, it was pretty horrible. You look at the Cowboys, who lost three games this year. Take out the Eagle game because they played nobody. Yeah. There's giant game at the Meadowlands. The giant game at the Meadowlands I got blown out in. I can't even talk about that game. No matter what the score that game was, like a yeah, and he still had chances, which is just which just showed how bad the Giants' offense was. Yeah, right. But you look at the first game in the season where Terrence Newman doesn't get out of bounds, and the game ends with you waiting to try to snap the spike the ball. Right? Okay. And Ivy League Ginger, after the game, that stuff we work on, we're going to keep working on it. We all know now because of the giant cowboy game in week 14 that there's 15 seconds, up until 15 seconds, you could talk to the quarterback. Why are you telling him to spike the ball there? Get up and run a play. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in the in the National Football Conference. He's not the best in the league because there is a guy named Le'Veon Bell who, honestly, I think teams are just stupid when they play them. Watch this week, and, and, and it, it, we'll preview this weekend's games in the last 20 minutes of the show, but just watch how different he is treated this week and how different him and Brown are treated this week. Um, <laughs> Brown may actually get a handshake from somebody in the Patriots after they win. Oh, and hey, thanks oh. for motivating us. Um, <laughs> but in saying that, though. It's going to be a long week. <laughs> yeah, for you guys. Oh, let me tell you, this show next week is going to suck. Stop. Stop. I... <laughs> no, it's going to be glorious. You can join my off-season parade. Hey, by the I'm way, you guys, just, um, just to take it away from football real quick, congratulations, UConn women, 92 straight wins. Nobody's ever calling wow. out. 92 straight wins, right? How come nobody ever calls in that? Um, what do you mean? You're cheating? No, just because they're always undefeated. Nobody ever says anything bad about them. Um, kind of like, go uh, back to, I watched a movie 
stuff. We'll get to that later. But I go back to, like, look at that, that – okay. And a uh, segment on this show that me and Brian love very much, it's when we call out people for saying stupid things because we do it ourselves, but we're not in the public realm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he's a little bit of a hothead. Just a little bit, actually. A little bit? It's a frustrating way to lose. But you know what? They didn't deserve to win that game, right? I know the game, you know, Pittsburgh only got six field goals. But Pittsburgh controlled that game. I mean, they, for the most part, they, they, if Pittsburgh had any red zone offense, they'd won that game now. I, 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 you know, I, just, I never felt Kansas City was going to win that game. Never. I never did. It's not, a, not a single once. Just from, like, the first... Eight to ten minutes. Right. I really want to know of all the dumb things that was said this week. Can I officially mm-hmm. name Travis Kelsey the dumbest of all of them? I still put up Antonio Brown there, but that's because he, you know, because we live in the United States of attention, right? The USA, right? With all the Facebook Live and the selfies and the Snapchat Mm -hmm. and all that. Not that I'm against it. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. But but look at me. Hey, guys, look at the camera. Look at this. And this is what happens. You know? Mike Tomlin says something I'm sure that goes on in every locker room. A lot. That's why it's sacred ground. Right? And he kind of violates that. So, uh, Travis Kelsey... But again, like, I don't think he's a Patriot. That means as much as you think. But. No. But hold on, Brian. Before we go any further, Travis Kelsey, congratulations. You have been this week's What's Bruins Biggest Douche of the Week. Here he is, the biggest douche of the universe. In all the galaxies, there's no bigger douche than you. You've reached the top, the pinnacle of douchedom. To me, what Kelsey has done this year, albeit throwing the towel at the referee was hysterical, going after Cockrell causing your team 15 yards when you couldn't move the ball as it was. Then going after the referee after a tackle. That wasn't a hold. That was a tackle. Oh, you mean the holding on on, uh, the Harrison? Mm-hmm. You know, it was, but I'm going to tell you, I, I thought that Pitcher six seven, and Harrison seven inches shorter. I do think yeah. that plays into that. Still, my thing is, I don't think you make that call in that spot. But if you listen to Mike Pereira when he was doing the game on Fox earlier. 
he did say that this was the crew that was going to do the Super Bowl. I'll be honest. Even though I think it. If that's not Roethlisberger, if that's not Pittsburgh, if that's not New England, if that's not some of the glamour teams that NBC and ABC love so much, mm-hmm. that will be called to go there. I'm just being honest. This is my opinion. You oh, know, they don't want Alex I mean, Smith in there. They don't want Matt Ryan. You know, they want certain things. I still feel in the back of my mind that that's a possibility. I, I still think I, – I think you're right. I mean, all you have to do is watch the Green Bay Packers and see how much time Aaron Rodgers has to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. By the way, I've got a stat for you. That would be pretty amazing. I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yep. I want to know if this, was, if this has ever happened, and if it does happen, it would be pretty ridiculous. Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Packers both win. Both teams after week nine, right? Second half of the year, we're both up to 500. Pittsburgh was four and five. The Packers were four and five. I wonder if this ever happened where, like, basically at week 10, two teams that made the Super Bowl were both tackled. I think Oh, uh, Brian, here's what I'm sure of. I'm pretty damn sure that if there's a stat, you're going to hear it if they both get there. Yeah. And I think you're going to hear about it. Well, but. You know, but here's this is even funnier to me. And, and, I, and I know this because I'm a Patriot fan, of course. Oh, Outside of Joe not. Flacco. Outside of Joe Flacco, could you name the other quarterbacks that have represented the AFC in the Super Bowl since 2001? Manning, Brady, and Roethlisberger, and I think that's going to be it, folks. Uh, Rich Gannon. Oh, Rich Gannon, that's right. Those two. Amazing how baseball takes such a bad rap. Oh, the Yankees buy players. It's always the same teams. Uh, football is even worse. Yeah, and they have a salary cap. Yeah. Amazing. Well, what does that show you? <laughs> In just about one position because they cater to it. It's it's all about one position. But you just look at the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, by the way, probably with Segway I don't know if you're a tennis fan, but the Australian Open has begun. ESPN2 oh. is your interest. Uh, I'm so, sorry. One of my favorite I, I have tennis the, tournaments of the year. I have the O'Reilly factor on me. Oh, by the way. <laughs> Uh, audible mention for Duke City a, a week, uh, Al Franken? Uh, anyway, oh, but, uh, my God. <laughs> just had to get that in there. I was going to say a little bit more, <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, well, yeah, they're tied. <laughs> but, see, but here's the This is what I go back to. I, I don't disagree that the lack of parity in the AFC is what's killing the AFC. 
in here every year. Oh, the NFC is up. I don't think the NFC is up. I think the AFC is just no. Here's what I think. It's I think they're. I, I think they're pretty close right now. I mean, I don't know. I think they're extremely close. I think there's better quarterbacks in the AFC, NFC because of the fact that some of those teams have been god awful forever. Yeah. Okay. Here's the other thing that um, I think I see, and there may be more than anybody else mm-hmm. that does a show here on Block Talk Radio, because I've listened to you. You all suck. We're better than you, and this is our first night back. We are back. We're, you know what we are, Brian? We are the WWE. We are the Dudley Boys coming back to WWE to put you all through. Yeah. Game. There you go. All right. There we go. We are putting Jimmy all on you... to start the show, so that was that was all yeah. a nice little bonus, right? But we are back to put you through tables. That's what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're not like our good friends of Barstool Sports who are here to militize the uh, internet or whatever the hell that shirt yeah. said. Um, <laughs> but no, we're here to put you all through tables because we're just better than you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we don't have to have pre-production <laughs> meetings or nothing. Oh, remember those shows? The pre-production meetings? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorites. I still have them on my iPod. Oh. <laughs> I have an iPod, literally, that just has nothing but the show on it. Like, all shows. <laughs> except for except for that, that, except for the Brie Olsen one, which nobody has a copy of. Um... Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> I do, <laughs> but I'm not married. I'm not married to her. I'm yeah, that's probably yeah. Uh, we, we, let's just let that go. Stories, <laughs> things have changed since my last. This the most brutal. The funniest part is my wife loves the fact that I had Brie Olson's phone number for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> damn, I forgot where I was going. I love it. This is the problem with being. Yeah, you're getting off hit, George. George. <laughs> Yeah, no, I threw the dip back in just so I can remember where I was going. I forgot. Um, oh, oh, the AFC has been dominated by Brady, Rivers, Payton, Ben, Flacco sucks. But the teams, but it goes further than quarterbacks and coaches. Pittsburgh has had a coach mm-hmm. for 10 years now. Belichick's been in New England for 16. Yep. Tony Dungy was in you really realize that Tony Dungy wasn't in Indianapolis that long, but that team was set to go when he got there. You look yep. at the rest of these teams, Jacksonville's on another coach. Uh, New England, the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills have all had like 45 coaches in the last 45, in the last 15 years, it feels like. Um, well, it's like I told you, just, just think about those offensive coordinators the Bills have had. 11 yeah. 17 years. Do you mm-hmm. remember the Bills Patriot? This is the Monday night game where the Elvis McKelvin fumbled at the two minute warning and the Bills had a lead. I was there. And you, you know, the Bills fired, there. they fired Turk, they, they fired Turk Summer after that game. I was at that game. Oh, well, and you know why I was I, that, at that, that game? game. <laughs> why? Because that was Brady's first game back after the knee. Oh. That was just awful. If that, you that watch game. the catch, if you watch Ben Watson catch 
catch the game-winning touchdown, you can see me. I try to leave my feet. Really? Yep. I was I was that close in that end zone. Wow. I'm going to tell you, I don't cry over sporting events. That one moved me to tears. I was moved oh, because I was there live. Yeah. Um, I went to tears and tears of sadness. Yeah, well, that's because you're firing another OC. Um, but but you look at just look at it. I mean, but then you look like look at the New York Giants. Yeah, you're going to see the outside red lights. Thing I say to you, you about football all the time. You can find enough people. Yeah, but I think you can find enough players. It's easier yeah, to find guys. Yeah, it's just 
Yeah. Well, hockey is just a different demographic. Let's be honest. It's a different demographic. Mm-hmm. You know, they come from different parts of the world that I think they could accept the city like Buffalo. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, players from the south and the west, a little harder sell at times to, you know, but I, I George, I firmly believe if you have a quarterback, I don't care where you play, they're going to – they're going to come play for you. I definitely don't disagree with you there. No offense, George. Foxborough isn't the most enduring place in the world, okay? The Patriots have created a dynamic. It's nice, Foxborough's but, dude, but it's not Club Med. It's still not. What I'm saying is compared to other markets, L.A., San Diego when they were there, uh, Miami. Yeah. There's plenty of other places that I could say, yeah, even New York. You know, there's other places that I could say, you know, I'd rather play there as a city. But New England has made it a great destination on top of but see, the fact that it's a nice city. But see, but here's, I think the difference is that when it comes down to New England, those guys, you're not getting the big-time free agent to come to New England. As great as Brady well, they're is, also not seek, are they like seeking it? Is the other thing too? I think they you know, seek they guys. Like, okay, like a Matt Forte type. Matt Forte was brought into mm-hmm. New England. Whether they offered him and you know just wanted to kick the tires on him is you know one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's Belichick's genius that he just you know brings guys in to kick the tires on them. Yep. But I think the, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, the guys want to play in that system where, like a Brandon Marshall, who has aspirations to be in the media, he that's yeah. not going to fly in New England. You know, no. Anto- a guy like Antonio Brown with a Facebook Live, that's not going to fly in New England. I mean, they made a huge thing over Brady getting an Instagram, for Christ's sake. That's true. Well, but that's, there's also Tom Brady and women, women like him, so that's part of it, too. <laughs> yeah. That, but that, uh, the other uh, thing is, do guys want to play for Bill Belichick where it's not about you, it's about the team? And like you said before, I, in, today's yeah, me, I, in today's me-first mentality of these of our athletes, there's no boat trips well, on you know, a bye week. I yeah. agree, but you, you know what else, George, I think? I don't think the Patriots are a kind of team that's going to bend over backwards. You're going to have to go on their terms. Yeah. Meaning, you know, Buffalo, on the other hand, is trying to get back to towards the you know, playoff caliber. So they're going to be a little bit more desperate to say, hey, we got to get a Charles Clay. We have to do these things to try to get better. You know, we have to go after – we have to sign Jerry Hughes to big contracts. We have to sign Matt Williams to a million contract. We're, we're trying to get back on the map, you know, and give a perception to – because, let's you know, perception is everything, right? They have to change the perception of the league that, hey, Buffalo will pay for free agents. They will go out and make some splashes because that, you know, five years down the line means something. When let's say I don't know, player X was was a 
you know, his agent was also Mary Williams' agent. He says, oh, yeah, Buffalo treated great. They did this. You know, they get information. They all share information now, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Is Pittsburgh that glorious of a city? Players want to play there because they got a quarterback. I mean, if you have a, if you have a quarterback, people will go. I mean, it's – but I, I agree with you, George. I do believe there's probably players that do want to play for the pass, but they also want to get paid. But I don't think yeah. anyone wants to blow their cap out of proportion. I think Bill would rather go get a Chris Hogan type receiver, who I liked, by the way. The Bills just couldn't get him on I'm the sure cap. Did. No, they really actually kind of wanted to keep him, but they messed up. Their cap blew up that year. It was a bad time. But I really wish they kept him. But that's the kind of – I think Bill would rather do that and get several of those players versus two or three. I think that's why. And that started with the first Super Bowl team with the Brian Cox at the end of his career, you know, with guys Mm -hmm. like that. And then when you saw when guys went, look at. Say, But see. Yeah. yeah. But then you look at a guy, you look at teams like that. And the Atlanta Mm -hmm. Braves used to do this so masterfully. When guys leave New England, do they really have careers after it? Um. Not really. Yeah, no. No. I mean, they, Samuel. they have some high-profile guys. They get high-profile guys, but they get them. Like Randy Moss obviously comes to mind. You know, uh, Corey Dillon comes to mind. You know, they, they, they get – you know, these guys were elite players at their position, but they get them when they're just a little bit less expensive and a little less – you know what I mean? We're like, hey, I'm kind of out of options here. I'll play for the team. I want to win. Uh, fourth, round I mean? pick for, uh, fourth round pick for Randy Moss. Is that not the greatest flea thing ever? <laughs> Just think about this. Just let that wrap around your head for a second. Randy Moss <laughs> is arguably the greatest receiver to ever walk on this game, in this game ever. Yeah. And I actually believe he is. And, you, you I know, think he is, too. They have him for a fourth round pick. Yeah. Yep. He was that good. I think, yeah, and I, changed, was that I think he changed the position. And I was yeah, at that I think draft he when, they the tra- when that trade yeah. went through. And people were going, Christ, the Patriots just went undefeated. And it was right after they hit sign Welker. You know, and you look yeah. at a guy, you know, it was funny. I had, you know, people over watching the game. I forgot about Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it a shame that Peyton Manning almost killed him? Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But – but you look at a guy like in that move, it was last chance for Randy Moss. They told yep. him, this is your last chance. Okay. And he was a model citizen until Bill O'Brien got in there and started mouthing off. And the next thing you know is Randy Moss is gone. It cost the Patriots a Super Bowl. But a guy like Edelman, you took a chance on him. You paid him well. You mm-hmm. took a chance on Garoppolo. So you paid him well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Edelman was you on know, that. Really... Wasn't Edelman on the Dolphins? Who did they trade mm-hmm. from the Dolphins? <clears throat> oh, Wes Walker was on the Dolphins, wasn't he? That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get him mixed up. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, All right. We about... How much time? We have about 25 minutes. 20, so just give me a time yeah. check. We want to start considering some previews. Yeah. Um, 
I think when you look at this weekend and you look at – let's start with the NFC. Atlanta yeah. is a dome First team. team. Is a dome team. Is a dome mm-hmm. team. They're playing in a dome. Yep. That obviously helps mm-hmm. them out. They can do something that I think Dallas was afraid to do. Oh, but then way, again, can Dallas also. I, you for a second? I, I want to pause you for one second. I am shocked to see this. I know. I know you're not a tennis guy, but I've been watching this guy for 15 years. Roger Federer. He's ranked number 17. I thought I would never see the day when he was ranked number. Anyway, Anyway, Dan continue. I apologize. That's okay. Um, but you look at that team, and I think they Dallas fell behind early. Kind of took mm-hmm. the ginger out of what he wanted to do. Run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott, who yeah is one of the best running backs in the league. Um, yep, and it's early, but they're not going to diff they're not going to shy away from their game plan because they don't have to. Mm-hmm. They don't have to with Matt Ryan. They don't have to with the players that they have because, let's face it, Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in that game. Yes. Whether he's healthy or not is the other question. If he's mm-hmm. healthy enough to go, that's one thing. Yep. Now, they're saying that he could have played in that game if it wasn't for the foot. I tend to think that's a bunch of BS. By the way, the fact that they were able to get Julio Jones with the flea thing that Thomas Dimitrov did to get him from the Cleveland Browns is why the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, remember Browns how everybody thought they overpaid so badly? Remember, they, remember yeah. everybody said they overpaid so bad? No, I never thought that. I was like, you can get a guy with Julio Jones to do it. I mean, I'm shocked. There's so many you know, people that hate the Sammy Watkins show. <laughs> I think when you have chances to get guys like that, you do it. That's, that's really my opinion. I don't but, disagree with you at all. I think when you find a guy who is a top-level talent, mm-hmm. you go for the top-level talent, especially when you have a young quarterback in Matt Ryan who is, let's face it, exercised a lot of playoff demons on Sunday. Or on mm-hmm. Saturday night. I exercise a lot of demons. Though, some. I, I think some. I do think, though, because he has been here before, when they lost at home to the 49ers, where they fell 10 yards short, I yeah. do think the demons still exist at some level for him. And I think this – I think making the Super Bowl from that, Ryan, would exercise a lot of demons. I think that would be okay. He's in there. Let's say they play New England. We're getting a right. Let's say they play New England. And let's say they lose a close game. Okay, I don't think people are going to sit there and say, all right, you know, Matt Ryan, you were a failure or anything. You know what I mean? They're going to say, no, I mean, he had a great year. He took a step up. I, I don't think people are going to look at that. Thing. So, you know, the real question is can they? You know, that, you know, Atlanta, I think, playing with a lot of confidence right now. I think it stems mm-hmm. from their, their coach. I think he's changed the culture of that team a little bit, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're playing with a little more energy, a little more, you know, they just have to be a little bit more confident. They've got great balance on offense. They've got two excellent running backs. Um, of course, Julio Jones, as we spoke about. 
But having said all this, George, I'm going to give you an analogy. Okay. Golden State Warriors, better team, best player in the world, game seven. I said this at the time. I said, I don't care if Golden State's a better team. When the game is close in the fourth quarter, I got the best player in the world on Cleveland. I'll take my chances. And that's exactly what happened. Right? I think I almost feel the same. I felt the same way about Dallas last week. And my, you know, my uncle and I spoke about this. He's a big, big Dallas fan. So if that game's close, who has the best player in the field? The Packers do. Right? It's the same yeah. scenario this week. If this, if this game comes down to, if it's 23-20 Falcons in the fourth, Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the field. Is that the, the X factor? That's the real question here. I think it is the X factor as long as the game stays close. I think you have the best kicker in football right now in Mason Crosby. Good point. And, and how many? And how many times do these games come down to a kick? Mm-hmm. Tell you a few Super Bowls at it. Um, don't don't forget the extra points now either. They're also important too. And and there are no cheapies anymore, which is one of the great things that mm-hmm. Belichick has given us, is the fact that he was the guy who was behind those. Yeah, you don't go to the uh, you don't I, go to the bathroom anymore during extra points. No, you really don't. Oh, especially if you have Dan Carpenter. But look, we're we're, get, we're getting well, off to off topic here. <laughs> but um, you know, I I just think it really comes down to what you said. I think if the Falcons can get out to a fourteen nothing lead, if they can get some confidence, if they can get the crowd just because just the last game in Georgia Dome history, yep. if they can get the crowd buzzing and get that offense moving, take a little pressure off Matt Ryan of the enormity of the moment. And I think they'll be fine. I think they can win, but will they is the question. You know, Green Bay is, I mean, they're on a special role right now. And I think they're on a special role right now. In my opinion. Yeah. But I think part of that special role is, I thought the Cowboys were overrated year anyway. I think they played the last okay. schedule. I think when you look at the New York Giants, I thought the Giants couldn't beat them because the Giants just weren't good enough. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes down to it, I don't think Ben McAdoo is a great coach. Agreed. It, and for that reason, I mean, and you look at it, the Giants shut them down for the first first half. And if it wasn't for nobody opening up and jumping, <laughs> all you had to do was mm-hmm. jump. I mean, Jesus Christ. All you had to do was jump, and you knocked that ball down, and then you still had the momentum going into halftime. You lost all the momentum that you had. And Mike McCarthy made one of the dumbest coaching decisions ever and got bailed out because the Giants just weren't ready to win that game. I think it comes down to being ready to win. I think Atlanta's ready to win. I think they're ready to win this game. I don't think they're ready in the end to win the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I don't want to as get a too Patriot far fan, ahead on that. But as a Patriot fan, I want to see Atlanta. Um, because I, I think the enormity of the situation. You, I'd take Brady over Matt Ryan any day of the week. But in this one game, I, I think Julio Jones is superior to everybody else on the field. And I think that hmm. team that's around Green Bay, I, I honestly think the team that's around Green Bay, if you get them down, they're ready to quit. If if the yeah. Ivy League, if, if Dallas, the biggest play at a Dallas game that doesn't even get talked about was the interception that Dak threw in the red zone in the third quarter. Doesn't even get talked about because of how great the ending was. Yeah. Dak doesn't throw that interception. They're kicking they're kicking a field goal there. At least. At least. That True. was the game. That right there was the game. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you're picking Atlanta? Is that your official pick? I'm picking Atlanta in this game. Really? Okay. I That's think Thomas cool. Dimitrov has done such a Twenty-four, seventeen, Ooh, and it's not right. that close. Ooh. All right. Well, just to sum up the NFC Championship game, I'm gonna actually agree with you on this. Um, and this is one thing I took away from the Dallas game as well. I think the Cowboys. You know, having the bye week, unless you've been through it before, is a really tough struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are used to it, you know. Other yeah. teams that have been there many times. I don't think this Dallas team with the rookies they had was quite ready for, you know, Green Bay came in hot. They were up 18. But once Dallas got, got their crap together, they actually controlled most of that game. I mean, Green Bay only yeah. scored 10 points after that early in the game if you really think about mm-hmm. it, right? So once Dallas made some adjustments on defense and their offense was rolling. Once Dallas got their sea legs. So, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it is a lot to do with not, your Green Bay's not going to have that. Yeah, Green Bay's not going to have that luxury this Sunday because Atlanta's fresh. they coming off a great win against Seattle. I think they're very motivated, um, especially after Green Bay drubbed them a few years ago in the playoffs. Didn't they drub them in the Georgia Dome one time? Yeah. They crushed him. Like, didn't Aaron show Didn't like 50 points or something? I'm sure that it was the was off that Ryan. I, it was like 48 35. Some kind of wild game. It was something along those lines. And I think that's the kind of game we're going to get Sunday. I think it's going to be a lot of points. I think Alex, you know, I almost called him Alex Rodriguez. A, a- Rod will get plenty <laughs> of, he'll get his numbers. He'll get his touchdowns. He's just too good. You can't hold him down too long. Yeah. But I think a balanced attack, I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to slow down the run. I think Atlanta is going to win this game probably 37-27, something on 37-28, something along those lines. Yeah, I, and I think their second is, Super Bowl. I think Atlanta, at the end of the day, takes the air out of the ball. But you just use this Julio and could, and, and, and here we go. We're talking about records, guys. Muhammad Sanu enough. 
Muhammad Sanu yeah. is a game. See, there's another guy that came in to New England and they didn't mm-hmm. sign because he wanted to get paid. And kudos to him. That's probably what it is. It probably is interest, but like you said, I don't. I think you know they want to get just a little bit, and I can't blame them. You know, I I can't no. blame the player for wanting extra league. money. So. Not yeah. in that league. So we have not we in both that league at all. Agree that the Atlanta Falcons make their second Super Bowl in their team's history. And mm-hmm. close the Georgia Dome with an NFC championship. Yeah. Which going back to that, that team really needed a new stadium. Can these things make I it twenty five years? Well <laughs> the the owners are crying. They want their shared revenue. Yeah. What can I tell you? Yeah, sure. Buffalo is the last bastion of hope if you ever want to see what the NFL looked like in the 90s. <laughs> Basically. No, there's not something back. good yeah. to be said about that. Well, I, yeah, I would say so. But, you know, but I wouldn't even go Green Bay because they've added so much onto that stadium. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not hating on the new stadiums completely. I'm sure some of them are beautiful. I'm sure they've got a beautiful stadium. But mm-hmm. if you want to know what it felt like to be an NFL fan at night, you should go to Buffalo. <laughs> the tailgating, the the uh, the, the lack of security, the the wild fan. You know, if you just want to check it out, Bills tailgating, just barstool mock, Bills mafia, they got it. Oh, <laughs> the, the the greatest. Did you see that one with the greatest catch? Where the, the Bills said he did like this arch thing and he fell down. He caught his beer. <laughs> Dude, yes. That was the best one I ever saw. I was or the guy getting put through a flaming table. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fantastic. All right, so anyway, what are, we have what are the Canadians going to think when minutes. they play that outdoor game there next year? Um, <laughs> they see I Bills have Mafia no idea. We have a football game. Right. Yeah. Hey, we have ten minutes left in what's brew rebranded. Seven seven three eight nine seven six four two four. That's the phone number, right? That's the new phone number. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't know. All I'm right. upset that we okay. lost the old number. Um, yeah, seven seven three. What is this stuff? That's okay. We'll take it. But anyway, um, I kind of missed the six four six number because I knew that off the top of my head, uh, which is why I sent it to you yeah. so quick yesterday. Uh, before. Yeah. You look <laughs> at the AFC Championship game now, and, and we held this to the end. Mm-hmm. A reason. Yep. Um, New England and Pittsburgh, it seems like at some point Pittsburgh's got to get over that hump. Mm-hmm. It does, right? Like, 04, Pittsburgh was the best team in the league. Brady went there and hung a 40 spot on them. You know, they come up to Gillette a couple of years ago, and Brady hangs a 40 spot on them. They go out there this year. Granted, there was no Big Ben, but the Patriots weren't the Patriots yet. Tom Brady was playing his, what, third game or something. <clears throat> and they still beat him. At the end of the day, it comes down to this. Mike Tomlin is so scared of going into New England and hearing Scott Zolak and his you know, and his headsets again, that mm-hmm. it does prove the point. Teams lose going in there before they even go in there. The fact that you start I off Sunday, 
after you win a huge game against Kansas City. Now, let me tell you, you're not kicking six field goals in New England and winning. No. Agreed. And you're not holding New England to 16 points. You're just not. They're in for, I think they're in for a hurting. I really do. Um, yeah. Are you going with your pick or are you going to save it for the last few minutes of the show? I'm going to let you go first this time. Okay, I want you to have the final grand finale on this one because you're the, you're the <laughs> only guy. So, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. I mean, logic tells me New England should win easy, okay? Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin's record against the Patriots from a defensive standpoint is, is a horror show. It's Buffalo-esque, which is saying a lot, right? I mean, New England mm-hmm. had their way. But obviously, listen, Ron Gronkowski is out. That's a major issue for New England. It does take away, you know, just perhaps the greatest weapon in, in the league on offense, right? So... Pittsburgh, I agree with you. The one thing that I've always thought about them is their red zone offense. You cannot settle for field goals. Just like Houston did last week against New England, you have to put up seven. You have to get some points up on the board. Um, Now, the Pittsburgh defense has played much better as the year has gone on, right? Yes. Um, I would expect, you know, Pittsburgh to, if they're going to win, Again, they're going to have to consider taking, trying to take away someone on that offense, and tr- and they have to get pressure on Brady, rushing four, get him off his spots, make him uncomfortable, where he does look thirty nine. You know, he's still in great shape, yeah. but he's still not what he was a year. Let's be honest, okay? So, you know, that's the, the game plan. Can Le'Veon Bell? have a strong game against doing the defense. I think that's the, that's the story of this game. That's not getting enough play is new England's defense. We, you know, they're, they're not a turnover machine, you know, machine like they used to be. They don't pick off. You know what I mean? They, they're just sound, solid, technically fundamental. They, they just uh, find ways to make you uncomfortable as an offense where you just don't, you know, you can't, you know, maybe Tony Brown doesn't do the things he's used to doing. Le'Veon Bell's not doing the things. So I'm not confident in this, George, but I'm going to pick the Patriots um, to win. But it's going to be pretty close. I, I do think doing them, I think the game's going to be a lot more low scoring than people think. I'm going to go with a 24-20 to 20 win on Sunday. You know, it's funny. That's where I was. I was in that ballpark. I think New England, this is probably the first Patriot team that I could say they played down to their competition in a long time. I think when they, when they played mm-hmm. them early in the year, you know, they faced Landry Jones. And I think Landry Jones, for all his shortcomings, I think there's a big difference between him and Ben. In being, Bell played that game, and they didn't go to him because Landry Jones can move mm-hmm. moves a little bit better than Ben does now. I don't look as somebody who just had ankle surgery. 
I'm not a professional athlete by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. There's more to this foot that Ben has than they're letting on. Okay. Every time he gets up, he doesn't look healthy. Okay. I think it comes down to this. Pittsburgh has never played in the playoffs seemingly at full strength. It's either Bell's out or Ben's out or Brown's out to the point where these guys are just playing their first games together in the playoffs ever. Okay. I think it says something. New England hasn't been a turnover machine as they used to be, but that's because they're better on defense than they have been. Mm -hmm. And Ben's prone to make mistakes. Yep. They go down 21-3, 21-7, and Ben's got to throw them back into this game because the Patriots are better tacklers than anybody they've seen in the playoffs so far. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at who Pittsburgh's played in this stretch of games that they've won. They beat up on the Giants, and the Giants weren't that good. We saw that. They beat up on the, the Dolphins, and the Dolphins weren't that good. You know, they played a backup quarterback. Kansas City on offense is anemic because Andy Reid can't see over his face. Uh, okay. I think New England – Treats Pittsburgh like they're the Indianapolis Colts, and I think they win 35-14. Oh, you're going big time here. Yeah. Let me ask you. I, I, I think, get ready to close. Let me let me ask you something about this. By the way, mm-hmm. that is never beaten Brady to playoffs, has he? Nope. Nope. I think that's important for the legacy of Ben Roth. But like, do, do you think if if um. Like, I think this is a big – I'm looking at it from a, a Pittsburgh standpoint. I think Ben beating Brady at this point would be big for his legacy. I think that would just put, like, the cherry on top to me. I think, but if he doesn't – I think – I don't think – look, you go back to when they played in week eight and Ben was sitting there, like, schoolboying over Brady about getting the jersey out of him. I think Ben realizes he's never had the team to be Brady, except for that first year. And that first year, Belichick does something that nobody else does well. The game plan is specific. The game, every game, it's a different game plan. Mm-hmm. I don't see them giving up. They're going to take one of those two guys away. And I don't think right now, outside of Brown, I don't think anybody could stretch the top of the defense. That's true. I thought it's really about Le'Veon Bell to me. I mean, that's to me is the, is the real key. If if they yeah. shut him down about 50 or 60 yards, this game's over. That That's exactly how yeah. I'm going to feel. Yep. But, hey, it was good to be back in the saddle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll try it again next week. Yeah. 
Or this week. You never uh, know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we'll come up. Nah, you never know what else. For this week, but. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you do never, well, thank you you guys never know. You definitely want to thank – we want to thank you for listening. This is uh, What's Brewing in Football, the NFL Championship Weekend Edition of the show here. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at What's Brewing Net. He's at Sambone73. I'm high. My name is Brew. For both of us. Good night, everyone. Good night. We're in overtime? Yeah. So what would you think? Good to be back. The nerves left it. Yeah. The nerves yeah. are definitely gone soon. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. In the, begin- in the beginning, it was odd, right? I was like, wow, we're. Hey, the, you know, the, I don't know. I know the Devils won in Minnesota tonight. How about that for an interesting win? For yeah. the. Uh, the fighting Corey Schneiders. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the board. It was a fun show. Yeah. We'll have to build it back up, but it was good to get a first one out again. Oh, yeah. I mean, so if, I think if we just consistently do it every week, or at least if, you know, when you eventually get back to work, we can figure some things out, but we can mm-hmm. we can definitely make it happen, right? And like I said, if it becomes more of a norm, we can, you know, maybe I would consider just a, a bill show yeah. on the side, but that's a whole other thing. And you know something like that. Maybe we can get, reach out. Maybe we can get more people back involved. You never know. But that's one step yeah. at a time, though. Not. I enjoy know. that. I'll, maybe we'll, we'll call people from the past, get them back on the shows. Yeah. I, should I even should I even name you a name right now, <laughs> just to make you laugh? No. Oh, kicking it with Keelan. I mean, how are you? My my wife would divorce me, and she would hate you. <laughs> no, I can't see after that. Forget. I don't want to be hated by her. I don't want that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm kidding. So are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna troll the uh, SMM uh, Twitter the sports the SGM sports guy? Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to hear him crying. I'm most looking forward to on Sunday. I'm going to set it up. I refollowed you on Twitter. I know, I saw that. I refollowed you on Twitter after the Bills. Can I tell you, I unfollowed everybody on Twitter after the Bills meltdown against the Raiders this year when I gave up 29 points in the second half. (laughs) (laughs) I just lost it. I I think that was the last draw for me that game. That was it. That was my breaking point. I have to figure out how to do this. Dude, I don't ever use Twitter because my wife does so much tweeting. But I, I, I have to That's find, she? like, where... The, oh, she... Yeah, she's she's a fanatic Twitter. Oh, I have to follow her. Does she talk about all kinds of stuff? Yes. Oh, it goes to me. It's funny. I, I, oh, that's good. That's even more reason for me to follow her. <laughs> Brian said he's going to follow you on follow Twitter because you. you tweet about me. And I'm going to make fun of George. That's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> good, good. My new favorite account. <laughs> yeah, add shorty stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I like, um, oh. what did I do? I did, um, 
<laughs> the whole thing. All these entertainers that say they aren't performing the inauguration, show me your invite. I bet you weren't invited. Yeah, it's just it's just unbelievable. Oh, by the way, did you hear about – we didn't talk about this about the San Diego, L.A. Chargers move. No moving no. company in San Diego is move, is is going to move the L, team to L.A. They won't do it. Isn't that funny? <laughs> like, to me, that's, that's funny. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they can't find the you know, they should, they, this stuff. They, they should call Mayfla- Mayflower up and have them show up like they did with the Browns. No, I think they should go over the border and <laughs> get some help. <laughs> yeah, Trump. <laughs> did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Friday, fri- you know, just on a side note, Friday is going to be a very interesting day. I, I, yes. I just... Regardless of, you know, anybody still listening all the time, no matter who you support, right, I still cannot yeah. rack my brain around that Donald J. Trump, a businessman, is going to be sworn in of our 45th president. It still boggles my mind. You know what I, I, I like? If I thought he was I like die. these – yeah. I like the people who are, like, they're saying how um, – what was it? Uh, no, that's okay. That's okay. I don't know you now. Um, who the hell was it? It was somebody. Oh, all these people. Obama should resign on on Thursday and let Biden be the president for a day. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. No, why would he do that? First of all, he will go down because they want history as a. Why because they want. They want... What is because they want to screw up all the people who spent their hard-earned money to put to make forty-five stuff for Trump? Oh, so it'll be forty-six. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, forget about the people that spent their money on in like stores in D.C. You know, screw them. We just want to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with Twitter. It's not. First of all, Obama will go down. That'll be the domination if he does that. Is he an Obama-ation if he does that? <laughs> yeah. There's no way he's going to well, yeah. that. Will, and that you know will what? Kill, that will kill and, his and you know what? And you know what? Would Biden even accept? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, he would. No. So you were president it's for a day? all hogwash. Everything's been... Listen. The bottom line is there are plenty of people on that side of the aisle that are not interested in compromise. They're not interested oh. in bringing people together. They're not interested at all. You know, I was watching, not I was even, flipping not through. Even in the least. Like, I was flipping through, like, the nightly news shows, and Rachel Maddow, like, Fox was, like, in, like, incensed oh. at the fact that Obama gave yeah. um, Bradley Manning a thing. Right, insane. Mm-hmm. And Rachel Maddow is trying to like say, well, all these other people have done it. Why shouldn't she get a pardon? And it's like she got people killed. Oh, that's all right. You guys are okay with that? Bunch of pieces, mm. liberal pieces. Well, yeah. Oh man, I got you on a tangent now. <laughs> liberal fucks. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but man. that's all it is. It's that's like, 
how can we fuck with the guy? Dude, stop trying to fuck with him. I know. Well, listen, it's this dynamic that's been created. It's one side or the other. You know, and And, it's wrong. I like that guy. And I like like, the whole John Lewis thing. You didn't attend when when Bush was the president. And, oh, yeah, he was illegitimate, too. But Clinton wasn't. Yeah. No, the the bottom line is there's just no – there's no – there's no class anymore. I mean, no, let's, be I mean let's be honest. No matter what we think of Trump, how do you think he would have handled this election? I think he would have given up. I think he wouldn't be sitting here crying and saying that he lost. Oof. I the way hope Clinton think that's is. true, but, you know. I, so, I, I, yeah, I think he real no, because no, I think that he would have said, you know what, I lost fair and square. You know what the bottom? But, you know like, what the media is going so nuts about this? They can't accept the fact that they were dead wrong. No, they can't accept the fact that they lied about the polls, about everything to mislead the public. They thought they were so arrogant that they were correct that they, in my opinion, cost Hillary this election. How no, could, you how know who cost Hillary the say, election? What's that? Hillary cost Hillary the election. She didn't work hard enough. Oh yeah, listen, listen. Let's be honest. Obama beat her soundly in in a way. Soundly. What yeah. means that then? You know what Hillary's like? A retread NFL coach. You, you, yeah. I, you know what Hillary reminds me of? Brian Billick. Brian Billick. Would you bring him back to be your your head coach right now? Well, he won a Super Bowl years ago. Yeah, Hillary Clinton was first lady years ago. But if, does that mean Brian Billick's gonna gonna win over some hotshot new coach coming up? Like. Donald Trump a new name? No. no. You know what I mean? It, 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 that's what it reminds me of. It's, it's just, she was retreading. You know, but see, that's the problem. Like, all the people, like, look at McCain, right? Like, I don't know if you catch um, Outnumbered on Fox News. But I watch like, all the Megan McCain. I, I kind of go all over the place. Like, Megan McCain said the other day, she goes, I don't like Donald Trump, but he's the president. And no matter how upset I am that he tr- talked about my dad the way he did, still have to respect the fact that he's the president. Yeah. But my well, fault. Well, it's, the my with, it's the same thing with Obama, said, too. Let's be honest. Once he leaves, he serves oh. our country for eight years, okay? Like him or hate him, mm-hmm. he, his speech, I thought at the end, was excellent. I mean, at the end, where he you know, he showed some, some human side to him and stuff. Uh, he still I just served went our country. Too long. If I, it, yeah, I mean, it just went on too long. if you don't agree with him, He's still our pre- you know. He's to me. He's still our president. He tried, Look, you know, and like point of it is, he, I'm going to root for our president to do well always because because yeah, as long us. as our president You're does not. well, I'm doing well. Exactly. You know, we're all doing well. We we're all doing well. So that's that's really the whole thing. You know, but it, it was funny because when they had the. Um, Tell Jen I have to go in a minute. <laughs> okay. Like, I should probably get going when, in a second. We'll wrap this up. But when, like, Fox even He's said. Or, He's who, winning. Yeah, it was Gutfeld no, on Fox. Not winning. You hear this? 6 5 <laughs> Federer in the first set. That's not winning for Federer. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Bills are up, the Bills are up three nothing on the Patriots. I'm about to do a cartwheel. But they ain't here. No. <laughs> but no, like it was. One of them said that like 
Yeah, get even more out of tune with the voters and bring out Katy Perry. Like, even that oh, they couldn't understand. True. Yep. Well, they, they, like, they you want to become even more, more out of tune? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they don't understand. Where the rest California? of this country oh, hates the <laughs> Philly. They hate California. They do. They hate California. Yeah. They hate, you know why? Because we have a good already, right? And we you have the Kardashians. The po- <laughs> yeah, I know that, too. But the point, the point of it is, no matter who's president, California and New York are going to be fine. All right. But guess what? Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, you know, where did Hillary Clinton have a rally in Philadelphia? No. She should have been all over the state of Pennsylvania. She should have been state college. How about that? <laughs> she, well, she was there. It was the problem. When you kept going to, you know, liberal strongholds, when you kept doing rallies on college campuses, that's just not yeah. knowing your voting base. It really was. At the end by the way, of the day. did I did I tell you? By the way, did I tell you about we went? Jen's niece graduated from Stanford with honors, which is that's basic school. I mean, that campus is unbelievable. Yeah. We were there for the for the graduation ceremony. Ken Burns, you know Ken Burns, the guy that does the uh, documentaries yeah. about baseball. No, he was the keynote speaker. Right. Well, oh, I, really? I, was, I was bummed because last year it was Bill Gates. I was like, man, that would have been cool to see him as the keynote speaker. But this time it was. Yeah. Uh, and you know what he did? We're watching. He, he had an eloquent speech. First ten minutes about students. It's great. I was like, this is awesome, right? Then he slips into Donald Trump mode for fifteen solid minutes and goes off about Trump. People started booing. I was, I was booing. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this is why they lost, and and I'm gonna tell you another reason. Well, I can't tell you something other reason I lost. We're, this is recorded, so <laughs> we gotta save that for all times. Yeah. But now it's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna turn out. It's not gonna be an issue. Yeah. No, there'll be a there'll be a good transfer of power. Everything will be fine. People will yeah. adjust. Oh, you know, snowflakes. I don't, you know, they'll get their pizza. You know what the bottom line is, George? People just don't realize Trump is probably the most liberal Republican maybe yeah. in the last generation. They don't understand that they're not really you know what it the is? right. They're not, it's not happening. You know what the other thing is, too? And, like, I see it just with, like, people I know who, like, mm-hmm. complain about them. It's where do you get your news from? CNN. Oh yeah, that's a. Why would you ever listen to them? Um, like, because why? Because you commentators been told on there since you were a kid, but not many. But yeah. But see, like, it's the problem. It's why do people watch ESPN? Because for your life, you've watched ESPN because you think it's yeah. the total sports network, right? Well, and you forget the, the fact. This is yeah. This is the other problem. I was talking to a guy from Canada. He's a good friend of mine, a big hockey fan. We always go back and forth. Then we started talking about Trump, so I took it to a private message. I said, can I ask you, where do you get your news in Canada? CNN. Like, if you go to the Philippines, CNN. If you go to Asia, CNN. Yeah. If you go to Europe, CNN. You see, get my general point here? 
They're all yeah. getting Time Magazine, liberal. They're all getting one side of the story. They're not seeing both sides of the story. They're not getting no, an opportunity to see the other side of the story. And that's really all it's about. You don't have to agree with Trump or anything, but when you have nothing to base it off of, of course you're going to think that it's awful. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the like, big – I've been preaching about this since I, I was a kid in the 90s about the, the media bias. I mean, it's just I'm, – I'm just glad Trump's just on worse. the forefront. I love it. Yeah. Well, that was oh, like, going to get worse. Guy <laughs> Oh, the best was I was watching it before. I, Tucker Carlson, make sure you catch it when. Oh, you probably already missed this, but see if you can catch his opening guest tonight. He had this guy on. How is that guy troll. Tucker Carlson? He's hysterical, but he's he knows is he shit, good? But he's funny as so. hell. Yeah. Yeah. But he had this oh, guy on. Right now. Oh yeah, but you got to see the first like. The first like five minutes of the show because it was hysterical. Uh, I missed he had it. This, yeah, it's only nine seventeen. He had I this, Yeah, he had this guy on that was like completely trolled, um, like the Washington Post. But you can probably find it on Facebook or something. But it like completely uh-huh. trolled like the Washington Post and like all these things about how like it's so easy to get your bullshit message out there and like. Yeah, <laughs> the guy was hysterical. He goes, "Well, we're protesting to get the Roswell papers released," and me and Leash were rolling. Well, mm-hmm. I was like, "Honey, you got to see it." Like, rewinded it on the DVR. I was like, "Babe, you have to see this. How funny this is!" And like, you know, we watched it, and she's like, "That is just hysterical." And the fact that people bought into this guy in like the real media, just as a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal. All right. Well, listen, George. I hate to cut you short, but I gotta get to bed pretty soon. You're right there, bro. Always a pleasure. We'll be hey, maybe like yeah. You know, maybe uh, Friday nights we could bring back the ESPN show. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I don't. I have Friday. It's pretty tough for me, so I, I'll probably have yeah. to pass on that for now. But we'll. Or we'll maybe night. maybe one maybe, night a week maybe. we could bring back the FES fan show. Yeah, we'll we'll see if uh, I'll try to rebrand it and think about it. I mean, I may not do two hours, maybe I'll just do an hour. You know, no. I don't have to do two. So I mean, we can, but we can. Yeah, you know, we'll like talk a little bit closer to February, March, we'll do some baseball. Maybe we'll do a baseball preview. We'll do some. Yeah, we can Let's organize it. I mean, this is just a good. Oh yeah, I think we should. NFL draft yeah. stuff, all that good stuff. NFL free agency. We can. There's plenty to do. Yeah. St. John's we Hall. Hockey. They play in the Big East final. <laughs> oh yeah. St. John's Seton oh, Hall Sunday. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on the Saber game tonight. That was just. It's. I don't know. First of all, our goalie went bananas. He had a meltdown after that taken out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about. I'll say this about Robin Leonard. The Sabres absolutely have the craziest, wildest goalie in the league who would definitely win any fight he fights. <laughs> I would not mess with that guy. I am telling you. Let me tell you. No, my bad. favorite was all the Ranger fans were like, yeah. when do we get rid of King Swish Tees? What's going on with Lundquist? Did you see the game tonight? They lost 76. Yeah. King Swish Tees <laughs> yeah. was the new nickname for him. Yeah. I wish we like 
I, I really wish like we had enough of a following that we could sell T-shirts because I think we could sell a thousand Kingfish T-shirts. I'll buy one for Derek Felix. <laughs> I, 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 say, I could probably sell a million of them to Devil fans. Yeah, it's true. Let's see what we could do. Yeah. All right, my friend. Get old Vinny to make them. Have. Oh, nice, nice. I still <laughs> got to get out there and visit that guy. I still got to get out yeah. there. I, you know what? I, I don't think be... he's going to be there much longer. That's a bummer. I. That's you bummer. know what? I, I. But see, like that's the thing. Like, I think. The way the Yankees have treated that new stadium is why, like, like the bar we used to hang out at, they couldn't sign their new a new lease, so they just like Ooh. literally they spent over a thousand bucks last year having this guy put this like really nice mural in, and yeah. you know it it's like they wasted a thousand bucks. What? Is it you know what Billy's was? Yeah, it was on the same block. Vaguely. It's been a while. The old, uh, I, remember the old, um, oh, what the hell, the Yankee Eatery? We used to, like, they used to have, like, the shish kebabs and stuff for, like, three bucks. Yes, the shish kebabs and a piece of bread on top? Yeah. Was it the shish? Yes, that guy was amazing. I love that guy. Right? So it was there, and the downstairs was a full bar. And it wound up that the guy wanted to raise their rent for, like, $15,000 a month. Wow, that's crazy, dude. That's just the bottle with the bread on top. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely that. like a yeah. highlight. And it was, and it was like good. It was cheap. You got your big beers there, you know. Hey, can I tell you? You know what team is fun to go see right now? Dodgers. You know why? Because Dodger Stadium is still an old stadium. Yeah. Dude, we're going up to see. No, um, we're going up to see Chesney in Foxborough in August. Nice. You gotta, you gotta get. You, and, you gotta get out of here sometime. Yeah. You gotta get you out of here. You guys, sometime down the line, we'll get you out. What's you, you just gotta get better first. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the funniest part was we're sitting there, right? And it's like, my my buddy Kenny's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm like, if we get tickets, would you come up to see Chesney? He goes, yeah. And then not like four minutes later, he says, he sends me a snap, um, a screenshot. He goes, and look who's home that weekend. And I'm like, oh, we can go see the Sox. Awesome. Oh, gee whiz. You know, I, I don't know, George. If you could work for the Sox, I'm finished. But you know what, though? If you really think about it, like, the fact that, like, I could take my buddy from Florida, who's been to, like, four baseball stadiums in his life, and two of them mm-hmm. are the new and old Yankee Stadium, and one of them is Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm going to give Yankees one more chance to see all these young players. I'm going to see how they do. You know, I'm excited about that as well. So... Maybe that will re-energize things. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good with not room for him. Oh, George, you're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah, we'll see. I'll give it some time. All right, man. Yeah. I got to go. All right, buddy. All right, have a good one. See you. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. bye.